And now, the Blaze Radio Network presents 40 Acres and a Fool. Here's your host, Cam Edwards. Greetings from the near frontier. Thanks so much for tuning in to another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. My name is Cam Edwards, the lovely and talented and Easterish Miss E. Yeah, because... I spent the day in my pajamas, which is like a pretty much an Easter tradition in our family because uh, we don't really do much on Easter and we just eat breakfast all day long. So, yeah. Yes. So, that so you was, had a good Easter. I had a fantastic Easter. I had chocolate. I had Siddick. I had ham. And I had French toast made out of the homemade, the homemade bread that I made uh, the day before yesterday. The, the second failed Pullman loaf, by the way. The first one didn't have enough dough. The second one had too much, and it rose and deflated, and then it sank. So hopefully tomorrow's will actually work out. I will say, that is really good sandwich bread. It might have been a little small, like a little short, yeah, but it's tasty, and it made amazing French toast. It was really good for French toast because I let it sit in the batter for a little bit longer so that it would absorb some moisture. Yeah. Um, but it's just a basic white bread recipe, but it's baked. Uh, so a Pullman loaf is uh, something that actually, I think it started on the Pullman train cars okay, because they would sense. cook food, and they were able to bake the bread and stack the loaf boxes because they're perfect rectangles. Okay. And mine is like 15 by 4 by 4, and it has a lid that slides on and off mm-hmm. and so what happens is that the bread can only rise so far and what ha- and it ends up to be a nice compact loaf of bread because you're containing it in that space but the first time i didn't have enough dough to fill the space because the recipe was for a 13 by four pan and mine is 15 inches right and then the second time i tried to one and a half it and then i ended up with a little bit of two much but i just let it raise i let it i left it to raise for too long and left it, it to rise collapsed. for too long and so next time i know if i can if i follow the same recipe which i really like i won't let it rise as long so that i can slide the lid on and bake it and, and capture it at the right moment but think of it as um so for, for people who are thinking like what kind it is not like fluffy white bread whatsoever it's more like the pepperidge farm sliced white bread it's a very dense dense white bread yeah it's not like the wonder fluffy stuff no but it is tasty Uh, and it's and it lasts for a few days and with mm -hmm. our family a 15 inch loaf is great right yeah because i know i'm usually eating two sandwiches a day Kids are, teenagers right yeah with uh we're now back to six in the house uh we have our uh uh, middle son's girlfriend staying with us for the time being, so her family has been on their own quarantine, so um, yeah. we feel pretty comfortable that if she can go back and forth, and that's fine. We have a bigger house, so it's we can maintain six feet of distance, and I actually never have to get too close to anybody anyway. So right, um, better him here than them there. Well, I talked to our <laughs> oldest son tonight because uh, today's his birthday. And yeah, I talked to him as well. Uh, but he, he's 29. I know. I posted his two-year-old birthday picture <laughs> on Instagram today. He was such. A, I mean, he's a handsome man, but he was such a cute little boy. Yes. Um, but uh, he 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 was like, "You got to take care of mom for me. Got to you know keep her safe." I was like, "I am. Don't worry." I said, "The only place that she actually went to, I said, I let her go to the pharmacy one day this week, but I masked up. <laughs> I look like a bandit." So. I made you, I and I shared it, and I found it on um, Instagram from somebody else's account, and I thought, oh, this might work. 
except I didn't have the best hairbands and between glasses and hearing aids trying to wrap a rubber band around your ear and keep a bandana on your face. So I'm in the parking lot trying to make this all work and finally I was just like, okay, the heck with it. And I just tied it on you know, Old West Bandit style, and I went in. But it was, you know, it was red, white, and blue tie-dye, so it wasn't like, I didn't I didn't wear the Glock one. Uh, that would have been scary. Uh, and I was the only person in the store, and the, the door was wide open, so there's fresh air circulating in and out. So, yeah, I didn't feel too bad. And then the only other place I stopped was the post office, but I didn't go inside. I put the mail in the box. Okay. I didn't touch any. I All put right. my, sanitizer I in my hands as soon as I got. I know. You were, I, that was an unauthorized trip. But I had to mail thank you notes. Yeah, I, I can do that. Well, you haven't been. The mail's been on the counter for for a week, and you haven't taken it. So I was like, "Sorry, how often have you reminded me? Maybe twice during that time." It's mail. Maybe it's, once. I put the mail on a spot on the counter, so you should just be looking and seeing if there's outgoing oh, mail. Okay. Okay. Got it. Sorry about that. That's okay. Okay. No more unauthorized trips to the uh, to the post. Anyway, office. as soon as I got, I only opened the box. I didn't go inside. I only opened the mailbox, and I went back in the truck, and I slathered my hands with sanitizer. And as soon as I got home, I washed my hands with hot soap and running water. I wore a bandana. Even I didn't actually wear the bandana in open air to put this stuff in the mailbox. Nah, and as soon as I got home, I took the bandana straight off my head and I put it in the wash. Okay. So. Okay. I was super, 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 super careful. We haven't had too many outbreaks here, and um, that's no, all we're going to we, talk about. No, I mean, we haven't. No, I know. Right. We're bleeping. not going to. Yeah, we're not going to talk about it. But uh, there are some cases uh, all in every county around us and in our county as well. So, you know, we know that it's here. We're going to do everything we can to keep Missy safe and protected. But, but I, uh, I said the same thing to the him earlier because he has a tendency to have. He's asthmatic. Right. And so he needs to be careful. Yes. So. But I'm uh, glad he was asking you to make sure that I'm being taken care of because, you know, he's super sweet. But his, but so what was super, super nice, though, is Kid One. And, um, they both, Kid One and Kid Two both live in Tulsa, not right. with each other anymore because he's on his own. Um, but even during this, she, she brought a cake and presents over and stayed six feet away. And so he got to not have to be alone on his birthday today. Yeah, so that, that was that was very sweet. That was, and that just, even when it started raining, she stayed and got wet. because she said that she didn't want him to be alone on his birthday. So, aw, so that was nice. She's the best big sister ever. Yes, that's oh. when you know you've done a good job with your kids when they're like that with people. You know, <laughs> I mean, I know this is her brother, but she's a good person with you know strangers. She was the one who gave up her spring break to work down in um, Louisiana on helping to clean up housing and stuff after Katrina. Mm -hmm. And then... She's gone to Mexico. She's gone to Mexico to do mission work. She went to Arizona to do mission work. So, yeah. She's... She's... She... She's a good, she's a very good person. She is, uh, and we miss them very much. But we're glad that they're safe. Yes, and, uh, you know, but I'm glad he got a he got a happy birthday celebration. Yes, uh, and I did not tell him that uh, while well, I've been trying to protect you uh, from the coronavirus, I have not been able to protect protect you from yourself. Um, <laughs> it wasn't me. So this is this has been like. Yesterday, uh, Saturday was the sure. day of bleeding for uh, for Miss E. Like, Apparently, it was like the blood sacrifice day that I had to appease the household gods or something. Every five minutes, you were you were cutting yourself. And I really okay. First, next time I like okay, I need to wear gloves. But I thought my hands were tougher, and I didn't think that I was going to have that much of an issue. But all I was trying to do was was to 
snake out the dryer vent. And we have all the right tools for it, but as I'm trying to put it back and forth, I managed to nick a knuckle and nick, a, and nick another, you know, what are the, is that a knuckle and that's, yeah, that's also a knuckle? A knuckle? Yeah. Okay, so okay, so the different knuckles levels on your fingers, if you think of like, what do you have, got like seven different nine knuckle levels, I managed to like bark half the knuckle areas of both my hands. <laughs> and then slice your hand open on a piece of glass that, that well, yeah, there stupidly was, the previous owners the, had left underneath uh, crawl space. They'd left a window open and um, even though... A, not a window open. They left no, a window. They left, they left a window just lying open and unused underneath the part of the house where I needed to get under so I could, you know, access the dryer vent. And even though I grabbed the exterior, uh, there was a very sharp metal edge that managed to nick me on another knuckle. And yeah, so by the time I finished cleaning out the dryer vent, I was bleeding every which way that loose. And then we had to go and we fixed... You fixed the lawn tractor. You got the parts installed that we needed, and yep. we couldn't get it to start. But we thought it was needed to be jumped until we almost shocked ourselves, and we we're like, "That's <laughs> no, not it." Nope, just out of gas. No, we we misremembered how we stored it, <laughs> right? Because we topped off the push mowers, but totally drained out the big mower yeah. to worry about the whole uh, you know gas sitting in tanks thing. So yeah, putting on. But I got to be the one to go. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna start mowing and. Everything was all honky dory until I smacked into some tree that decided to enact its vengeance on me, and it snapped back and it cut a hole in my. I've got a scrape on my stomach yeah. where the, you know, the jeans and the t-shirt meet. There's like a mm -hmm. and there's and it's bruised. Oh yeah, it is bruised. I mean, there's Ouch. a lot of yeah, right. That's an owie bit. Two bruises. You got yeah. one like right almost inside your belly button. Yeah, that's kind of where. Yeah, so I got totally smacked by that. And then on my arm where my tattoo is, I thought I had, like, I took a divot out. And I was just, like, freaked out that I totally messed up my tattoo. Of blood. No, you're okay. The tattoo's okay. No, the tattoo is fine. I checked it today. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just managed. And I don't know where that came from because it almost went through my T-shirt. Because the T-shirt didn't get a hole in it. But yeah, I had a big had, red, yeah. like my whole arm was like, I was mowing happy and everything's looking honky-dory. And I happened to look down and I was like, what the? F I had a big blood stain on right. my arm. And when I pulled up my t-shirt, my entire arm was coated in blood. And then I got nauseous and I was done. Because <laughs> then I was like, okay, okay, household gods. I have made my blood sacrifice. <laughs> For this holiday season, so or or this weekend or this this weekend of work, I'm not allowed out of the house. So I have friends who have already said they're going to wrap me up in Kevlar, and I was like, yeah, no kidding. But, well, apparently uh, it wasn't enough of a blood sacrifice because then I hopped on the lawnmower. So we have where our septic field is; um, it gets really lush. Yes, and we've had a fairly dry spring, although it's actually raining as we uh, do our podcast, but. Which is good because we need to water. Um, oh, yeah, totally. Uh, and we have big holes in our garden hose right now that I need to replace. But um, anyway, so uh, the, the septic field area, which is also a, a hill and a fairly steep hill. Yeah, it's a nice drainage hill. Right. Um, really needed to get mowed. So that's what Missy had started with. She probably got about three quarters of the way finished. Um, I, I And then I was like, I can't do this. I'm right. bleeding to death. So I made sure that you were not actually bleeding to death. And I <laughs> hopped on the lawnmower and started mowing. And I remember going up a hill, going up the hill, thinking to myself, man, it seems like it's going really slow. 
And all of a sudden, it just stopped going, uh, and there's something buggered with the transmission. So that, it was still cutting, and it was still running, but it was, wasn't moving. It wasn't moving, uh, right. Yeah, so, that's totally the transmission. Yeah, so... Uh, there's I, always I something fixed, with this I thing. Know, I, I know, I know, because I like two hours after I fixed the mower and got it going... And I'm like, okay, I can't fix this. Can so. we mention the brand name? Maybe they'll actually p- take pity on us. Uh, I don't know if we can mention the brand name, but it uh, sounds orange. like Schmuck Schmarma. And it's orange. <laughs> yes. Bright, bright, bright orange. And I, I and yeah, and it's kind of like uh, you know uh, one of those Scandinavian sounding uh, brands. Yeah, kind of like Hagen Dazs is like from New Jersey, but it right. wants to sound like it's Danish. Schmuck Varna. I think is uh, pretty good. That's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> but the whole orange lawn tractor might get you because everyone goes by their color too. So this thing has gone into the shop at least once a year since we've owned it. Now, mind. Some of it was user Some of error. it is just right. us. Right. Totally But beaten. this we've been, like the last couple of years, we've we have been really been care of it. so good about how we've been taking care of it but yeah apparently the transmission was just on its last legs because i did not realize that you told me this the other day that this is more meant for flat surfaces that's what i'm reading as i'm now going back and reading our whole property we couldn't even (laughs) we tried to put remember when we had an above ground pool 22 feet and we didn't even have a 22-foot-long place. You know, there was no level spot no. in this entire yard. Everything is I mean, holes like, and valleys. Little rolling, gentle divots and stuff, that's we're, fine. We're down from flat, the road, not... and then we're uphill from the right. creek. We're on the side of a tiny little mountain hill. And everything is rolling hills and valleys yes. in our yard. Right. It's insane. But the other thing is, we bought what we could afford. And, you know, the zero-turn mowers that are the rear-engine mowers, those are, like, twice as expensive as... The lawn tractor. So we bought a lawn tractor. We bought a good lawn tractor. Uh, yeah, you know, because we bought the Shucksarna. But we're you know <laughs> we're mowing probably how many acres? Five acres yeah. altogether. Yeah, probably because we're trying to not have to bush hog stuff, right? And keep it cut down. So and then there's know, the whole yard, exactly. And then there, we're trying to use that to take up yard space that we can then we finish off with hand mowers just and and trimmers it's not like yeah which is what happened uh which is what i did today well missy was hanging out in her pajamas my uh younger sons and i uh moved the lawn tractor up pushed, the hill pushed, yeah, pushed all of them <laughs> poor thing i and think kid uh four threw up from overexertion because <laughs> he is so out of shape so yeah the homeschool kid we got to get out on the trampoline 10 minutes right. a day every day from now on for jim and then I uh, hand mowed the uh, quarter of the hill that didn't get mowed yesterday. So uh, yeah, yeah. So you got to work out. I'm ready to get that lawnmower fixed. But uh, the garden, as you said, you know, it's starting to rain, which is good because we do need to water. We had planted two weeks ago. Now we had planted cucumbers and we had planted uh, two types of spinach and some lettuce greens. Yeah, uh, and they started to come up. But then we had cold weather. We had cold weather, and then we're supposed to have more cold weather, so they haven't really done much. The uh, the peppers, we had to move back into the house. Yeah, they didn't do as well in the greenhouse. Yeah, they weren't ready to get hardened. They weren't ready to get uh, hardened. They were too spindly, but the tomatoes. Tomatoes are looking fantastic. They're so... They're like... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap on like a million pieces of wood right now because <laughs> they're the hardiest tomato plants I've started from seed. Mm-hmm. And I'm feeling so like yes. And even the uh, the plat that was starting to get eaten, you you so we were coming in and, and all of the leaves were getting eaten, right? But, and you didn't know what it was. But someone on Instagram said it might have been mice. 
Okay. And um, uh, the initial, so for mold and, oh, for the green mildew and little bugs, you can sprinkle cinnamon mm-hmm. on the tops of the soil for the seedlings. And I said, ooh, maybe I'll try that. Something's eating my green parts. Mm-hmm. And she said, that might be mice. And uh, the recommendation, I didn't follow it because I totally spaced because I had to find it. But the recommendation was taking like cotton balls, cotton balls and putting a little bit of mint oil on them and putting that around the, the seedlings because apparently mice don't like the mint oil. Oh, okay. What I ended up doing was I just put the plat of plastic on, uh, of all the pots on the floor and just covered it up with deer netting because... And so far, I was desperate, and I got fine. down there, and I was just like, they ate them again, and I was like, gosh darn it, and yep. I wasn't going to go all the way back to the house to get the mint oil and the cotton balls. But they and, are going back. Yeah, they are coming back. And so, and those are the San Marzanos. One of the paste tomatoes. One of the paste tomatoes that and I was just like, three Whoa. that we have. Yeah. Three varieties. One of three, so. but that's the one of no, the no, most the one prolific that really and like, the one that I, I really like, because they're so boxy, and there's right. no seeds, so they're easy to peel, but... Yeah. Yeah. But, so yeah, oof. I'm gonna knock on some wood too. And uh, yeah. So so far, the tomatoes have have come through relatively unscathed, uh, and we are hoping. Like I said, we're supposed to get back down into the 30s. In fact, one night this week, we have to supposed to get to 33. So we are gonna have to put the propane heater there. on in the greenhouse. Yeah. Um, but after that, I think spring is gonna finally be here. Which is, I mean, it's it's crazy that we're getting such a late near freeze and it could dip even lower i mean we could actually get a freeze oh, but you know but... what though while we're talking about it mm-hmm. let's not let's crack the windows so the excess heat can escape so that it stays warm enough to keep them from freezing but i don't want to cook them um when we've had the heater on i'm the one that gets up in the morning and opens everything up it's never above 70 in there yeah, but now that's going to be that. I don't want them to be that warm. They're big enough that they don't need to be that warm. We just need it to protect them from freeze. It's okay. It's more than 70 there during the day. They're not going to, 70 is not too warm for them. Okay. They'll be fine for a night. Right. Okay. All They'll right. be fine. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have this mystery taking place. Uh, in our in our yard, oh, and, and we have not. I haven't talked about this on Twitter or anything because I, it bugs me. I'm bugged by this. But so we have our chicken coop, and every night when it gets dark, I go down, I close up the chicken coop. Oh, did we? Not yet. Okay. It's not dark. It's almost dark. Um, okay. <laughs> I go down, I close up the chicken coop, and then I we keep the the door to the coop is latched with like a bungee cord and then we've had a brick in front of No, the of gate to the coop yard. Yeah. The door to the coop Sorry. is actually has a metal totally yes. cool latch that nothing yes. with anything other than human hands could undo. Okay, yes. The gate to the chicken yard. The door that we go through into the chicken yard to shut up the chickens, uh, we, we close with a bungee cord and then normally we've had just like a brick in front of there. Yeah. So a couple weeks ago, I, I start noticing when I go down in the morning to let the chickens out that the brick has been moved. I'm like, well, that's really weird, but maybe it's a raccoon or something, whatever. I don't want them in there. They can't get in anything. No, no. They, they can eat the leftover chicken food that I put out at night for dinner, but that's that's all that they can really get into. But I still don't, It's you know, it's the principle of the thing. I also, I'm a little weirded out because I would be afraid that, okay, so a raccoon got in there, ate the leftover chicken food, couldn't figure out how to get out, went down the channel, decided to fall asleep in the yard, 
Mm. And then in the morning, we didn't check the yard before right. we let the and chickens out, chicken. and then all of a sudden, there's a murderer right. in our yard. Which has not happened. It not. has never happened, but I, my, my, you know, after it. having to deal with how many, what we Well, lose, now I'm paranoid. Ten now chickens? every morning. Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, self, uh, one brick is not enough. And so I go to the back of our green shed where we've got a bunch of bricks that have just been laying around. Well, Some we, of them we, really old. We dug them up out of the yard in places. Well, there was, there was a pile back there. Well, there was a pile back there. Well, we added to it because in some areas of the yard, they actually had buried them as... Um, um, garden edging right. but the garden had been gone since forever yeah. so so i ran across i was looking for a cinder block so we have a few of those around too because uh back in the day there used to be some chicken coops made of cinder block yeah lots um, of them that got knocked down so we still have some old random cinder blocks around some um, of them with trees found, around them <laughs> but I, I found something better i found like six bricks that still had mortar uh, that were you know mortared together yeah, so it was like it was a lego like a, stack yeah <laughs> and so i'm like okay this is perfect this is heavy enough that i mean i was you know grunty when i picked it up move it you really gotta push it with your foot if you're yeah. gonna you know move it and the next morning it was moved a couple of inches enough but the door was still closed the was with still the bungee closed. cord. Yeah. Like, they haven't tried to chew through the bungee cord, but they'll move the really uh, well, big brick stack. I don't think that they stack. can, because that bungee cord's up kind of high. And it's also a bungee cord. You know, it's going to be hard Raccoons to Raccoons are tall. They yeah. can be really big. They're like small dogs. Again, They'd be like bigger than Ruffy know. on his hind legs. We suspect that these are raccoons, but we I don't know. I think it's know. a Yeti and living in our woods. Or a homeless person. <laughs> Um, they Maybe would be able to Yeti. actually open the uh, yeah because the bungee cord. I was yeah, thinking. but I'm thinking that they're not trying to; they're just messing with us <laughs> at this point. I don't know, but we <laughs> have a, 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 a trail camera uh, um, that we have been now wrestling with. So this is another mystery because we can't get the <laughs> trail camera to actually work. Well, you were on the phone with tech support the other day. I actually day. called the te- so the so what happens is is that the we, I, I, I formatted it on my computer, and it didn't kind of work. So the next time we formatted it in a camera, thinking, oh, surely this will make the format right. But it creates a, it creates a folder named exclamation points and periods that has an origin date of 1979. And then it has a whole, like, 1,000, it had 1,022. I had set it to start at 2,300 until like 606 mm-hmm. just to keep going because we figured w- with your schedule and getting up in late nights we thought it was during a certain time frame so i wanted it to take pictures during then and it's supposed to has a flat supposedly has a built-in flash and so the file folder has this it so the card it's a 2g sd card which is supposedly the right size for this stupid thing it's a it's a bushnell trail sentry camera that we mm-hmm. bought like I think it's Probably at least 11 years old. Wait, we we bought it in 2009. We didn't buy it before we moved here. We moved here in 2012. Well, the camera's from 2009. We bought it on clearance from somewhere after we moved here, but that's how old the camera actually is. Okay. So, yeah, I, in the paperwork. Okay. Um, looking at the directions and stuff. Okay. It's an old camera. Um, but, yeah, I actually got on tech support, and he was like, well, if you use the a camera, a digital camera, to look at the card, but yeah, no. Nothing. Even after formatting it with a digital camera, putting it in again, putting it in a digital, ca- yeah, nothing. Right. 
It's yeah. just so frustrating. But the file, even if, but I can look at it, and I bet I didn't try it today because I was like trying to follow the directions that the dude said, and, mm-hmm. and it wasn't unread. There were no pictures on the card. Right. But I bet but the, it would have been just like the other day. Again. I bet. So you, you know what? Call tech support again. You know what? You know what we should try tonight. What should we try? Let's put the camera out. Yeah. And then I will move all of those files to the one level and see if the digital camera can read them. I think it's getting through that file folder that it's not being able to find them. We can try it. I don't know. At this point, I'm just grasping at straws. I know. I got to the point where you actually told me I could go ahead and buy another trio camera. But you can't find one <laughs> because their ratings all blow. Uh, yeah. I mean, if anybody has uh, any advice Doesn't on Doesn't our friend Trent stay... Marsh have a tra- camera that he's supposed pictures on? Sure. But I don't know how well he likes it. But I mean, well, it works. He he's, he gets it to <laughs> he work. Gets pictures, right? Maybe he can tell us there's this, maybe there's some secret that we're like... Oh, but no. I would think the tech support do... person would be able to tell you the secrets. That's I what they're thought. supposed to do. And we were both reminiscing about, you know, old, you know, we were both, we both know old computers and stuff. So, right. yeah, it was weird, but yeah. No. Yeah, so the mystery is uh, yet to be solved. I, I, I mean, again, like this is a really heavy brick square. So I'm leaning against the idea of one raccoon. Um, do they work together? I don't know. I don't know. Could be a, well, no, because, well, well there could be a raccoon army somewhere. Could be a raccoon army. That would not be good. I'm just, I, I'm just, like I said, the, you know, the chickens haven't been hurt. There's been no harm, no foul. They're not but, getting in there, but the whole thing is they're just. Well, messing I'm not sure with that us. they're not getting in because even with the bungee cord there, you can pull the bottom of the door out two or three inches. There's if enough. If you're slack. big enough to move a six brick mortar constructed stack. Uh huh. Then you're too big to get through the amount of space that Again, comes one would think, when you pull I, out the I, door I, from I, the bungee because we have it so low for physics. I'm not sure of anything anymore. It's sprites. <laughs> or the ghosts. I made a blood sacrifice, gosh darn it. But it's every Leave night. Leave the chickens alone. Crazy. It's just <laughs> absolutely crazy. So uh, you want to take some bets on uh, what animal we're actually going to find? Well, we people on Facebook are already animals? following and like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> this stupid camera. <sighs> uh, so we've got some emails to get to here before we uh, run out of time. Uh, I do want to let folks know that uh, coming up, we're going to miss ease and is actually going to be a guest on another podcast, uh, along with me, called I was just gonna say, Real wait, Food. Are you Real my people. agent now? <laughs> well, this is the first. I mean, I do other people's podcasts and stuff all the time, but this is your first guest appearance on another person's podcast. Ooh, yeah, I got to be careful. Yeah, I can't cuss. Uh, uh-uh. no, well, you can't cuss here either. No, but okay. So uh, we're supposed to be taping uh, Real Food, Real People this coming week. We'll let you know when it is uh, out. But really looking forward to uh, talking with uh, Pat uh, and everybody there with the uh, podcast. Do we have a script on that? Because no. I don't want to be surprised about what food we're talking about. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'll. I'll you can always send an email. But, I don't want to uh, be surprised. Okay. And you've been doing all the correspondence <laughs> with these people. You need to take care of that. You're my agent now. Okay. You take care of that, James. All right. All right. <laughs> Steven wrote in here. He says, uh, in your latest After Dark episode, which you can find by subscribing to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Cam Edwards, 
You encourage us to write in. And though I realize that you meant snail mail, this question is more pressing than snail mail will allow. Oh, no, we can do email. He said, I really should be taking notes when I listen to your show, but generally I'm deboning chicken or washing dishes. (laughs) Uh, Anyhow, what tomatoes do you like? The girlfriend and I are going to get our victory garden started next weekend by hook or by crook. While we don't have time to grow from seed, if we uh, see plants locally, we will sure try them out. Our goal is habaneros, jalapenos, guajillos, anchos, paste tomatoes, a slicer, and some sort of cherry or grape variety. Potatoes, butternut squash, Brussels sprouts, and other cruciferous veggies. Who knows what else we'll land on, but we are determined. Uh, we're definitely behind the ball. And we should have been prepping soil since last fall, since winters are mild here in southeastern Missouri. We've got this clayish loam soil that's unique to the area due to the Mississippi's old water course. Uh, the winery is a rifle shot from the bank. Raised beds might be necessary for drainage. We'll find out through trial and error. Yeah, we did that. Uh, Stephen says, I'll try to write in the future as well as email because there's something nice about receiving mail. But could you please email your snail address to save me time going back through right to the After Dark episode? And I will do that, Stephen. Yeah. I says, thank you so much for this cast. As I become older, and now 31, I become more cynical and stop listening to a lot of the political <laughs> podcasts. But I still crave interesting content to listen to. So your efforts, as small as they may seem to you, provide a lot of entertainment for me. I've tuned uh, to a lot more hunting and outdoor living philosophy podcasts, but my appetite is quite insatiable. Well, Stephen, first of all, thank you for making this part of your podcasting repertoire. Right. Um, I will say too, um, Brussels sprouts, you're probably gonna have to wait on, and you're probably gonna have to grow those it's later a fall in the thing. summer. Fall it's either early, yeah. Early, early spring or late or late summer into the fall. fall. And you can harvest them after the first frost. But Actually, that's they get... Virginia. We're zone seven. Missouri is even more north. So Missouri is not more north than Virginia. Dear. No, no, it's basically due west. Is it really? Yeah. That's why I suck at geography. Yeah, but I'm not going to. I didn't marry you for your geographical skills. Uh, everybody has their everybody has their kryptonite. But yeah, it was like a total. No, it was a straight shot from Pennsylvania, though. To Missouri? No. Yeah. Nope. Street. Honey, please don't make me do a map here while we're actually no, it's on okay. the air. But uh, go to the next thing. Go okay. on. Don't embarrass me. I already suck at. I'm geometry. not. But see, look. Here's. I've been through a lot of states. I know. Here's Virginia. You see that? Maybe go straight there. There's Missouri right there. So, huh? Why does it always shot. seem like I'm driving most so more south when I go from Virginia to Oklahoma? Then. Because you are driving south a little bit. Until you but get it seems to the bottom so of Virginia, and south. then you, well, it's because it's like five hours down I eighty one, and then you get to I forty, and then you uh, go over straight shot. Okay, yeah. so right, never it mind. is south, but it's it's generally speaking, it's roughly the same area. So right. anyway, you're probably gonna hold want to hold off on the Brussels sprouts and plant those later in the summer, and then you'll harvest them again after the first frost. But as far as tomatoes go, um, so you say that uh, Stephen is looking for. A paste, a slicer, and then some cherries. Yeah, so Sun San goals. Marzano for the sli- for the paste. Um, San Marzano's, Roma's, or Amish. All of them have their things. They're small. Amish paste. Oh yeah, okay. Amish have a paste. Okay. Um, Amish are huge, giant, two to three pound paste tomatoes. San Marzano's are smaller. Uh, indeterminate, but still good two, three inch, maybe a couple ounces. Romas are smaller even then, but all of them are solid, not very wet, and big and meaty. So, uh, it kind of depends on what you want to do. If, uh, the, if you want an all-around, the mm-hmm. Samarzanos are good, uh, because you can cook them, you can use them for salsa, if you have all of those peppers going on and some onions and, and cilantro and basil and what have you, mm-hmm. um, then you got the makings of salsa. 
Yep. And you can do that with San Marzano. You want to cook it, though. San Marzano is definitely a cooking tomato. Okay. As far as slicers, all of the... Um, we had the Amish gold slicer that we loved. The uh, Cherokee purple is a really good slicer. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Rutgers that's um, a good slice slash sauce tomato. Yeah, and I would I would say the, the one thing that I have not been impressed about with the slicers that we've gotten is like, again, we've done a really good job. We've had great paste crops. We've had fantastic cherry crops. The slicers have always been the stuff that's been the most persnickety, and we've always had the most problem with those. Yeah. So one of the ones that we're growing this year, we so we don't have we were doing it for the first time, but it's a Heinz variety. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see how that works because I want, I just want a prolific plant. That's the that's been our problem is that they haven't been all that prolific. Um, we've also had problems with them getting eaten as they get bigger or blossom end right? rot. Right. Yeah. So the slicers, I think uh, Missy gave you some good ideas, and then Sun Gold, those are truly our favorite. But if if you're, but they're sweet, right? So if you're looking for more of a salad type cherry, uh, Juliet's, I think are, are the, really uh, good. A red Juliet, it's or like the bumblebees. A, the grape, a bumblebee is a good one, and then if you like a salad debt, the Vernissage. Um, a saladette is how many inches is that big? Uh, like an inch and a half. An inch and a half, and the vernissage you can get in green and red and purple and yellow, mm-hmm. and they're really easy to grow and they're an indeterminate, and you can just uh, burn the yeah. Go ahead. Vernissage. Vernissage. <laughs> There's two s's in the middle of that, and the rest of it sounds like it just exactly spells. I think they have them at Baker's, but you can find them everywhere else. And Totally Tomatoes is another good place to find some tomato seeds. Okay, listen, we got to get we got to get quicker. We're going to run up against okay. our, our our deadline here. Uh, Erica wrote in as well. Said my sixth grader's last day of class was Friday, March thirteenth. My uh, son was supposed to come home for his spring break that weekend, but instead, him and all of his stuff came home to stay. Ah. A week later, hubby is also home full time, teaching yep. his college classes via recording videos in our living room. With everyone home, it seems like cooking and doing dishes are taking up all of my new free time. Yeah, you need to get on like me. Like I have just realized, I need to get the children onto the whole dishwashing routine Indeed. thing. Uh, yeah, Erica says my home based business, dog boarding, is out of business with nobody traveling. No, yeah. The and last dog went home on March fourteenth, and I'm now. In week four of no dogs oh right she says normally i explain that my business is the same gig as motherhood starts when you get up ends when you go to bed seven days a week 365 a year and you work twice as hard on holidays i think i could add up all of the rare days of no dogs in the kennel for the past 17 years and it would be less than three weeks of days off oh. i haven't ever had an easter without a wait list as long as my arm let alone an easter with no dogs at all oh i'm so uh, sorry erica says with no business i should be able to get some projects done but i find that without the guilt of getting out to the dogs before the sun hits the kennel means that I'm sleeping in and the chickens can just lump it over their <laughs> breakfast being late. I got to tell you, Erica, I, I slept in Saturday morning and it felt amazing. So good for you. But I also have been chickens working from home for the past 14 years and I know that it's kind of important to make sure that you kind of try to stick to a schedule from Monday to Friday at least. Yeah. So, yeah. Erica says, I did manage to make three drawstring face masks and I made my hubby cut my hair yesterday and I spent way too much time fussing over my seedlings who really would probably be better off if both I and the cat would leave them alone. <laughs> uh, listen, Erica, hold, listen. Um, Look up you know, videos. Look and see if you've got some string or some, if you want to learn to knit. Or you think you want to learn to knit? Go ahead and write us 
I'll send you a little beginner package. Oh, that's sweet of you. I have so many extra supplies. I'll send you a beginner package, and uh, you can Google how to do the stitches. It's uh, I'll even cast on the first part so that you can start and work on something. So, yeah. Wow. That's really nice of you. Well, that's how we, that's how I used to ta- teach people to knit. Mm-hmm. I would cast on the first thing because it's then you learn to knit because you can do a knit cast on. So once right. you learn how to do the stitch, it becomes easier to start your own projects. All right. Finally, um, oh, I was going to say uh, one more uh, thing, Erica. I, I know that it sucks right now not to have any dogs in the businesses, you know, slower than slow. But but when we do get past all of this, just think how eager people are going to be to travel and how sick people are going to be of their dogs. Of walking their dogs yeah. all the time, right? So you are going to be inundated, girl. So yeah. just, you know, stay in the fight. Hang tough. We're thinking about you. Yeah. Uh, also thinking about our buddy Mark down in Louisiana who says uh, life sure has been strange the past few weeks down here on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain away from the madness in New Orleans we've been busy we currently have 12 Bielfelder chicken cockerels including my new little buddy Godzilla Uh, Mark says who I named that because he's about a third bigger than the rest of its hatchling brethren he's being kept for breeding stock we'll select one more to be named Cogburn after the Duke and True Grit <laughs> the others will eventually be going down the road to our neighbor's farm on processing day once they're all full grown and he's agreed me how to, t- how to slaughter chickens in exchange for my labor nice fair trade says Mark yeah. plus I will have several pounds of ground chicken which is what he does with his roosters at the end of it we also have uh, eight Bielfelder pullets he said we read online that there's a, a chick shortage in America right now due to people staying home with the coronavirus orders in place. So I went back to eBay and got another 28 Bielfelder eggs delivered this week, currently in the incubator. Yeah, people are chicken hoarding. Uh, he says, uh, uh, Maria's been working on a frazzled rooster po- uh, Polish top hat. Cross. <laughs> Uh, and we've had three births so far. Most, uh, more of those those eggs in the incubator. She also procured eighteen silky eggs from a local farm that shows their bird. And he says, "I may have mentioned our new donkey Rosie, who we rescued from a kill pen auction. Uh, she's my new coyote to turn out here." Says Mark. She's coming along slowly. Seems to favor me. She's oh, alerted good. me after dark a couple of times already. Uh, and uh, oh, good girl, Rosie. Yes, he says we've planted several herbs. Transported into my back garden, my McMahon's Texas bird pepper plant that I got from Seed Savers Exchange a couple of years ago. So something that Thomas Jefferson once grew at Monticello is now in the ground here at Foxborough. Several tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, hot and sweet. Just tonight, a, a raised bed that I constructed was loaded with a squash transplant, watermelon seeds, and beans under a trellis fashion from fencing and fence stakes that we found when we moved out here. Mark, I love this. This is so great. Be careful of the squash, though. It's really, really invasive. Yes. Uh, Mark says, once our old house is officially sold this month, was on the market for less than a day. Good for you. Oh, nice. Is this market? Awesome Good sauce. for you, Mark. Uh, he says, we'll be getting a lean-to constructed on our back paddock where Rosie will be staying. A uh, friend giving us some free royal white sheep. Maria wants a couple of goats. Maybe we can figure something out for a registered corny goat in the near future. After well, all, this- we're going to have babies coming right? soon. Mark says, after all this coronavirus is over, I would not mind a road trip and to pick up livestock. Seems like a decent enough excuse. I also bake apple pie shine, says Mark. Maybe some tomato wine could be exchanged. Ooh, we can meet halfway. <laughs> right? Mark says, uh, not bad for only being here less than three months. Uh, that is fantastic, that Mark. That is really great. Honestly, it is so great watching you explore and uh, your land and your new farm and you're just getting the most out of it. It's so awesome to see. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, Give our best to Maria uh, and uh, your son. 
And thank you again for writing. Email address is 40acrefool at gmail.com. Again, don't forget patreon.com slash Cam Edwards is where you can find the uncensored after show. That's what we're getting ready to do. If uh, Missy wants to, then you want to do an after show? Possibly. Okay. All right. Listen, uh, thanks again for being a part of the program. Until we talk again, be safe, have fun, live a little, learn a lot. And since you're home, go on. Make stuff. We'll talk to you soon with another edition of 40 Acres and a Fool here on Blaze Podcast Network. 40 Acres and a Fool with Cam Edwards on the Blaze Radio Network. 